All right, so um, Jamie, thank you for for being here today. Um, welcome to Bookfaces Live. Thanks. This is exciting to be here. <laughs> um, so, welcome to, to anyone um, watching the recording. Uh, welcome to another episode of Bookfaces Live. I'm Nathan Van Coops, and today my guest is the lovely Jamie Albright. Um, Jamie is the author of a runaway success uh, of a series, the um, Brides on the Run series, and she's going to be talking to us a little bit about her contemporary romance. So, um, yeah, thank you for being here, Jamie. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, it's been a it's been a fun year. Yeah, it sounds like it. I'm excited to um, get into this a little bit and and get into some of the details about your your story. So, I see that we have uh, gone live here on on the on uh, the phone. I can see that we're actually streaming, so that's fantastic. Um, so, Jamie, for for readers, first of all, um, can you tell people a little bit about your Brides on the Run series and what people can expect when they pick up one of your books? Okay. Uh, My Brides on the Run series is a contemporary romance romantic comedy series. So the books are funny. Uh, They're kind of zany in places, but they're also really emotional. Um, So that's what I get. A lot of the reviews are that they're really emotional and stuff. So uh, the first book is Running from a Rockstar, um, and it's about um, Scarlett Kelly, who is a small-town Sunday school teacher, children's author, and she wakes up naked and spooning with the baddest bad boy in rock and rock and roll, and mm-hmm. she runs faster than she you can say I do, and runs back yeah. to Texas, and he finds her uh, because she left her underwear with her name written in it because she's a planner, and uh, <laughs> that's how she finds that's how he finds her, and mayhem ensues. Uh, the second book is Running with a Sweet Talker, and that is yeah. uh, Scarlett and Gavin, the main characters in the first book. They're best friends, so okay. they have a, um, Jack and Luann, and they're both attorneys, and it's a road trip. Uh, okay. So uh, Luann finds out that her father has kind of <coughs> sold her to the highest bidder right before her wedding and oh, runs gosh. away with Jack, and they find out some major secrets about Jack's family, and uh, they get robbed by these pistol-toting grannies and along the way and it's it's a really fun time it's a fun book that sounds like a blast and um i was looking at um i I listened to the audio clip from from running for rockstar and that was a lot of fun and um i was of course looking at some of the reviews and you have an amazing review average it's like 4.8 stars on both of them which is incredible and and very difficult to do um what do you think I'm sorry. What do you what do you think are some of the things that have been really resonating about your particular style of writing romance that that is working so well for readers? Well, I, I think for this time, um, people just want something lighthearted. They mm-hmm. want something fun. I had a great review the other day that said I could read something steamy and not feel like I had to go to confessional. So <laughs> I think that's pretty. I think that that is my demographic. Uh, people okay. that like a little theme and they like a little sexy and they love a good love story, mm-hmm. but they want to laugh about it too because that makes them feel a little bit better about the steam and the sexy. And so, yeah. um, for whatever reason, that's resonated with a with a whole group of readers. So, that's yeah. worked for me. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Great. Also, I think because people just 
people just want to, they kind of want to escape. They yeah. always do when they read, especially romance writers, but, uh, I mean, romance readers, but I think in the times we're living, it's mm-hmm. just fun to have a laugh and, you know, yeah. kind of makes you feel better. Was this the type of uh, story that you always wanted to write? What was, yeah. um, yeah. I never, um, oh, true, true confessions. Um, I was not a good reader when I was growing up. Mm. I had a lot of trouble reading, mm. uh, in high, in, especially in elementary school and, you know, you learn to compensate and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never read an entire book, not even through college, until I was 30 years old. Like, yeah. I would start a book, and then I'd get the cliff notes, or I'd just listen really well in class. And, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because they didn't interest me. But when I was 30, I read uh, The Partner by John Grisham. And okay. uh, that was kind of... I read thrillers for 10 years. You know, I just loved them. And then when I was in my 40s, we moved to Houston. I was very sad. I didn't have any friends, and mm. uh, I started reading. Um, my gateway drug to romance was Twilight, and okay. um, then I, I had a reading a friend that read. We read the same things, and uh, someone gave me a Susan Elizabeth Phillips book, which is mm. uh, she wrote. She's the queen of romantic comedy, and I just remember reading that book and laughing so hard I had to put the book down to wipe my face because I was crying and laughing. And I just, I remember thinking, I wish I could make somebody feel this way. Yeah. But I never even thought about writing a book, even then. Um, it wasn't until several years later that I thought, it was my reading buddy's birthday. And I thought, I know, I'll write Jennifer a book for her birthday. Because oh. I didn't know what I was doing. And yeah. um, started something, wrote myself in a quarter really fast. But I was like, you know, not all of this is horrible. Yeah. So she and I kind of brainstormed and we brainstormed the um Rockstar book, and for us, it's history. I mean, it, it took me, I worked on that book a long time and put it away because I thought, I can't really do this. I mean, who do I think I am? I can barely, you know, I don't read well. And, um, but when I, I turned 50, um, some few years ago, and I remember thinking, it's now or never. And my daughter found, uh, I thought I had lost the book, mm. uh, my computer had crashed. And my daughter found a uh, flash drive with about 20,000 of the 30,000 words that I had written on that book about the same time that I was thinking, it's kind of now or never. Yeah. And so uh, that was, that's how it started. So. How long, what year was this that you originally um, that I wrote originally this? showed, uh, how many years ago? Seven years ago. Seven wow. years ago. Okay. So, so I, I, wor- I worked on it for about a year and then put it away for a couple of years. And yeah. then the computer crashed and, the whole bit, and then I pulled it back out, joined RWA, mm. uh, Romance Writers of America, in January and of 2015, no, yeah, 14, and um, got involved with that critique group uh, about five months later, uh, and, you know, I always joke and say, for the first four, four or five months, all I did was talk about writing, I didn't really <laughs> and I A lot of us do that. In page, yeah. I took 10 pages of Rockstar to that critique group, mm-hmm. and I didn't know you were supposed to send it online. I just handed it out to about, there were eight people there. Yeah. And I sat there eating my potato soup at Panera Bread, pretending like I wasn't about to throw up yeah. while they read my work sitting in yeah. front of me. It's just horrible. But, um, I mean, one lady actually kind of threw it on the table and said, I can't do anything with this. And mm. you know, I don't, I'm trying to be cool and went, Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, 
But then another lady said, you know, this is really funny. There are just some problems. And so they kind of told me what I, what they thought. Well, they were actually talking amongst themselves. Like, mm. well, if she did this and she did this and I'm furiously writing things down. Yeah. And I went home and two weeks later I brought it back with, with the corrections they had suggested. Yeah. And just story structure more, more mm-hmm. than anything. And thought, well, here it is. I fixed it. And they yeah. were like, this is amazing. I can't believe you did what we said. Now let's work on this. So all summer long it was like that. I would, they would send it to me and I mean, to give it to me, I'd go home and fix it. I'd mm-hmm. go back and get, okay, I'm ready to move on. And then, yeah. let's talk about sentence fragments. And so, <laughs> you know, or first it was run on sentences. Okay. And, and then I went back and then I got hit for sentence fragments. I did cry that week, but I waited until I got the car. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. But How did you initially like, find these ladies that, in this writer's they, group? Through RWA. They oh, through RWA. Okay. Uh, my RWA had a critique group. And so, and I was really fortunate because they were all, well, most of them were published. Mm. But um, they really, except for the one that threw, and she didn't come back after that. Um, mm. The rest of them were awesome. And six months after I started, I, I won my first contest with that book. Wow. So they really, really um, helped me. But when I won the contest, I had entered some number of pages and the uh, publishing company that did the final judging wanted the book. Mm. I was like, oh, little problem. I'm not done with the book. But <laughs> thank God I wasn't because yeah. I would have I would have given him the book. I didn't know any better. Right. And um, it wouldn't have been as good as because it took me a while to start writing, you know, really writing it the way I wanted to write it. Mm-hmm. And um, but also just the amount of I mean, I would have never made any money off that book. Right. I would yeah. if I'd have given it to a publisher. And yeah. Yeah. As a as a new author I've from nowhere. Okay. I've done okay this. You year. have. Yeah. I've heard yeah. you share some of your numbers on. Uh, I think I heard on the Selmar Book Show or someone was talking about it. And you, yeah, you've had a phenomenal year already, and um, with this, which is very difficult to do with two books. It's, um, you know, usually people it takes a while to build up steam, but you obviously did some things right from the very beginning. You didn't just throw it up there on Amazon and think, oh, here's my book, it's going to do great without any planning. You clearly put a lot of time and effort and thought into it. And we were uh, saying before the, before the show, before we start, went live, I was saying I'd heard of you well before you had published anything, which is... Notorious. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it that. Um, uh, but can you tell, tell us a little bit about some of the, the prep you were doing and how you were preparing to release this book before you ever published it? Yes, but can I let my dog in first? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'll hang on one No, no, no. Have, him, have the dog join the party. Yeah. Jimmy and I were just discussing this uh, prior about how my dog also likes to run through the scene every once in a while or snort loudly. Uh, underneath the door. All right, there so. I am. All right. <laughs> no problem. So in um, in March of 2016, I went to the Smarter Artist Summit, which was in um, Austin. And my intent was to publish the first book that summer after I got went to the Smart Artist Summit. Mm-hmm. But while I was there... Uh, first of all, when I went, I knew very little. Just what I had learned on podcasts, listening to podcasts for about four or five months. Okay. Um, 
what I knew was I didn't know anything. And, but I talked it's to Julia Kent. Yeah, exactly. I think that is, honestly, I think that's why I've done as well as I've done in some areas because I really knew I didn't know anything. Mm. Like, and I would go to critique and give my, you know, they really were hard on me, but yeah. not cruel, just hard. But I took it because I knew I didn't know what I was doing. So mm. same with publishing. Um, but I met Julia Kent, who's a, a romantic comedy writer, and uh, I had reached out to her before we went, and she just said I should wait. She really, she and Sean Platt both suggested I wait until I had three books. I didn't quite do that, but hmm. uh, I did wait a whole year because I just felt like, well, one, I wanted to make sure that I had gotten the editing and everything for that first book, mm-hmm. the best it could be, yeah. and the same for the second book. Uh, but I also wanted to learn as much as I could about the process. Um, you know, there's just so much, and mm-hmm. it's so, um, it, it can be overwhelming. Uh, I'm an auditory learner, so listening to podcasts is great for me. I, right. I really do learn a lot from mm-hmm. listening to podcasts, uh, but it, there's a lot to be done. And so just, you know, finding the right cover designer, finding the right editor, uh, taking my time to make sure the product that I wrote and produced was the best it, I could do, mm-hmm. and then giving it to somebody else to say, hey, can you make it th- this better? And, you know, yeah. do it with an editor and my critique partners. That, you know, I, I really hit the um, critique partner lottery with my two, uh, two of the women in that group. Yeah. Uh, off, and they really, you know, they just saved my bacon on a lot of things. So, um, so that made a big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned about, you know, list building, email list and everything. And, um, Mark Dawson talked about, you know, you build your list beforehand. And if I could have, I would have pinched his ear if I'd have met him before my book came out because how do you grow a list when you have nothing to give away? Right. But, yeah. That's the catch uh, 22. Yeah, exactly. But um, in January, uh, February before the book came out in April, I got involved with a with a preview book promo on Instafreebie. So mm-hmm. we just gave away a preview. So I put three chapters up on Instafreebie and got involved. And I was actually in two promos. And okay. I, by the time the book came out, I had twelve hundred people on my newsletter list. That's fantastic. And, yeah, I would kiss Mark Dawson on the lips right now. To see <laughs> that. <laughs> Don't worry, Miss Dawson, I'm just kidding. Um, but that made Tag happen. mark in this. Yeah. <laughs> Please put that in the comments. No, just kidding, Lucy. Um, but um, that made all the difference. Um, because if I've done what I've done right, I've done a lot of things wrong, mm. including, you know. We all do. Writing slowly. Mm. Uh, well, I don't know if that's wrong. That's just me. But... What I did right was get the book in front of the right people. Mm. And um, the one of the ways I did that was with that newsletter list. Because from the minute I got those 12, well, pretty much all those 1,200 people, there's probably 1,100, I started sending out newsletters like every week. And the first newsletter I sent out was this funny story about me putting on my daughter's pants thinking I'd gained a bunch of weight, but they were actually her pants. And <laughs> But they knew exactly what they were getting. I mean, that yeah. story is very reflective of who I am as a writer. It's kind of okay. zany. It's kind of crazy. You get in crazy situations. 
And yeah. I've continued to send out stories like that as they happen to me. Yeah. And surprisingly, they happen a lot. Um, yeah. So uh, they they knew what they were getting. And so when I didn't have very many, I, I really didn't have very many unsubscribes mm. between when they got on the list in February and when the book came out in April. And I still have very few. I mean, honestly, I wish more people would unsubscribe because I really do think that there are some people that are not carrying their weight. I've, I've done it, you know, I've, I've gone in and cleaned it out, but um, you still don't know. You just right, never yeah, know. But yeah. It's anyway, hard to tell. So that's, to tell. that's what one of the things I did really right. Well, yeah. you have some confirmation of comment from Marilyn. Uh, says, I'm currently reading your book, Running from Rockstar. It is zany, funny, etc. Congratulations on your success. So, oh, that's nice. You're definitely, um, she's, you know, she can verify that, that she's enjoying <laughs> the comments for the reasons that you think she is. So that's, well, it's that's funny neat. because the first book, there's a biscuit scene and, um, my critique partners really felt like it was funny, but that it published didn't have to be in the book. Okay. And I was like that, that scene needs to be in the book. It really, they know more than me that I know romantic comedy. And it yeah. was just, it was just crazy enough that I felt like it needed to be in there. And my reviews, I have more than one review, you know, that talks about the biscuit scene and, yeah. I got an email that said I made biscuits for my family. My kids enjoyed. Oh, I made breakfast for my family. My kids enjoyed the biscuits. I enjoyed the memory. So, oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, so it's that kind of thing. You know, just taking everyday situations and flipping them on their head. Have you considered sending out biscuit re- recipes to your <laughs> newsletter list? Excellent idea. I brought that down. <laughs> just because, add that. Add uh, that to your yeah, next newsletter. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Favorite biscuits. Have people have them send you their favorite biscuit recipes. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, the other day, because on one of my Facebook ads, I put at the bottom, quoting one of the reviews, OMG, the biscuit scene. (laughs) And the lady in the review that she wrote for me said, I saw on Facebook that this was, uh, that it had a good biscuit scene. It did not disappoint. Many That's awesome. So that's you know that's what I, I found those readers that like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. There's mm-hmm. very I say there's no angst in my book. Um, mm. There's some reviews that say they're a little angsty, but mostly they're just emotional. They're really um, about family and about relationships, and mm-hmm. I try really hard to make my characters even though they're in this crazy situations, very real, you know, yeah. and I think that resonates with some people. You can okay. tell, you can tell even from the descriptions that you don't shy away from making life difficult for your characters and giving yeah. them a lot of different social pressures or romantic pressures and <laughs> yeah. things like that. Actually, the first book, it's probably got every trope in the, <laughs> the in romance is in that first book because I was like, oh, I got to make it worse. Oh, I got to make it worse. Yeah. So that I would just, yeah. Keep complicating their lives. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask, I, I was reading your blurbs, and um, we've had Best Pages Forward on. We had uh-huh. uh, Abigail Denardo. Are these Best Page Forward blurbs? The first one was. The first one is? Um, yeah. Yeah, the first one was, and then I pretty much just did what Brian and Ab- Abigail did, and yeah. did the second one. The second right. one was really uh, blurb by committee, because mm. I wrote it, Wrote it again, then put it on a couple of groups. Wrote it again, then put it. Yeah. I'm in a uh, online group with Claire, uh, H. Claire Taylor. And yep. 
Amy Tegan, and Alyssa Archer, and Julie Strauss, Michelle Hart, all amazing writers mm-hmm. and all editors. I'm the only not editor in there. And okay. um, they really helped me, like, hone it down. And then because, and this is another thing I think I've done right, is that because I've developed relationships with people in the industry, mm-hmm. I um, I asked Brian if he would critique the, the thing, and he said yes, and we had an arrangement and yeah. um and he just critiqued it for me and told me where I could do, you know where I could go do better and where I could do worse and so yeah. um yeah I mean it's just I think it, it obviously pays off I mean you haven't been shy about reaching out to connect with other authors obviously <laughs> at, at all like you <laughs> you're the oh, whatever yeah. the opposite of this that's probably you you've you've made so many connections um you were explaining to me prior to, to going live that you actually do work for other authors as well. Did you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, um, I mean, there's not much to talk about. I, I, I do some work for Michael Anderley. I'm one of his assistants. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has a, a production manager, and then I help him. Um, you know, Michael and I don't work. We don't write the same world. Yeah, right, yeah. There that would cross over except for the fact that it's just amazing to watch somebody builds something from the ground up mm-hmm. and, and to be part of that and to learn the things that I get to learn uh, working with him that's mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. and uh, he's just an amazing guy mm-hmm. uh, it all started because I offered to just do some more to help him out because he helped so many other people out mm-hmm. uh, but he wouldn't let me just do it for free and so um, I mean he's just he's just a really really good guy that works hard mm-hmm. trusts Right, right by the people that work for him, and so um, yeah. I'm really fortunate that you know. Well, I'm sure I'm sure he's incredibly uh, grateful for your support know. and your help. I mean, I mean, he is he's grateful, but I don't know if he has reason to be. <laughs> <laughs> don't sell yourself short. You're you're incredibly knowledgeable. So um, he's a great guy, and Stephen Campbell, who works with him, he's a great guy too. So I get to work with them, and yeah. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I was very excited. I, I've been able to meet Michael a couple times at some um, conferences and such, and of course, being able to meet, hang out with you at conferences. Oh, I'm sure. Which is a, a major day. <laughs> it did. It did. It's, it was fantastic. Um, so yeah, it, and it's it's really great, like being able to like see a little bit of, of your world and some of the the story behind um, some of this, you know, tremendous and very well deserved success. Um, so let me look and see if there's any other comments. I'm see if anyone else is, is asking any comments here. Well, uh, if anyone is watching and has any, uh, we had a hello from Kay. Hi, Kay. Thanks for watching. Um, if anyone else has any questions for Jamie, feel free to, to post them up and um, ask them. Or even if you're watching the replay, if you want to post a comment, um, a lot of people can't catch it live. If you want, want to post it later, we can always come back and try to answer in the comments as well. So. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that I was going to ask too, uh, your covers are gorgeous. The, um, who's your, who's your cover artist? Nala Quamber. And I think I'm saying her right, name right. Nala Quamber. Um, okay. she, uh, it's Nala Quamber design, but, um, yeah, she, was, she did some covers for a friend of mine. And then, so I asked her and that was hilarious because. You know, I was trying to tell her exactly what I wanted. Right. I want this picture and yeah. this color. If yeah. we, like a cover that shouldn't have cost me very much ended up costing me a little bit more than normal. Yeah. 
because I wouldn't. Finally, Let I just go. said, you know what, you're the professional. Just do what you think. And she went, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I and, think, uh, think that's every exactly. designer. Like the, yeah. the battle between author and designer. As soon as the author realizes they should just it's shut right, up, yeah. <laughs> the cover ends up being ten times I better. I this beautiful cover. And actually, yeah. they all look really great. Uh, the third one is done. And, oh, nice. Uh, it looks great with the other two. And yeah, yeah. So I'm really happy with her. Could you give readers a little bit of a, a sneak peek about what book three is going to be about? Uh, book three is about uh, Charlie Klein, who is a um, just kind of a Molly Cyrus, Britney Spears, Disney sort of character, only it's not Disney in my book. It's the Carousel Network. Okay. And uh, But her time there has come to an end, and she's had to come back to our little town of Zacksville to take care of her grandfather, um, meets her old her old love, the mm-hmm. sheriff, Hank Odom. And, um, yeah, what surprise happens between Charlie and the uh, old Hank? And so, uh, it's, it's kind of her story of, of learning to rely on herself instead of letting other people make all of her decisions for her. And, mm. and all of my, all of my stories inadvertently really are about family and what, what, family means and, and mm-hmm. how how it's defined and how you can define it so many different ways. And this story is no different. So, yeah. yeah. So that's what it's about. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun. Do they, um, I know they're related characters. Do they all, do all these stories take place in the same town or not? Uh, they do. Rockstar started in Vegas and then they come back, he chases her back to Zacksville, Texas. Okay. Which is my little made up town between Austin and Houston. Okay. Because I'm in Houston. I used to live in Austin. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, so the majority of that book, well, a lot of that book is there, but then they go back to L.A. and stuff. The second book starts in Zacksville, but very little of it. I mean, it's just the first few pages are in Zacksville, mm. that first chapter. And then they're on the road trip. Okay. Uh, this one will be set completely in Zacksville. So the other two couples are in this book, too. Yeah. Plus, I've got a novella that I gave away to my list and it will, the characters in that will be in this book just as well. So that's, and that's I have cool. one more in this series. Uh, what happened was I, I was able to quit work in December and so I came home, started writing, got to write, got to write this book. I'm a full-time author. I've got to write. Yeah. And I wrote a whole book, but it was, really bad it was kind of sad <laughs> yeah you know that comedy. it was kind of sad yeah but some of it it was just it, i was just kind of not in a great place because i wasn't going anywhere i wasn't doing anything but writing and working with my yeah and a lot of pressure and yeah a lot of pressure and so i just i couldn't even salvage that book but what mm. i realized was it was charlie and Bo who we talk about in the second book and they don't go together so ah. now i have to write those books but that's okay. already, that book is kind of being written as this one's being written, so it would be a lot easier. And then, I don't, I think I'm done with Brides, maybe. Um, I might do one more, but, but I'm, I think what I'm going to do is do a series that branches out using okay. the town. Yeah, okay. they're in the town, but they're not Brides. It's hard with the brides. I kind of painted myself in a little bit of a corner. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it's tough to yeah, manu- manufacture. Run away, from, run away from a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but it is a it's a cool trope. I mean, it's it's obviously it's got a, a fun audience that that and people have 
clearly connected well with your writing and um, with the style and everything. Kay, Kay comments, she says, just wanted to say biscuits are our main course here in Texas. She's also in Texas. <laughs> That's so true. So, um, That's so true. You guys can... Um, yeah, and then just the other thing that I've done is it's different than some people. Because the first book took off so well mm -hmm. uh, at launch, I, uh, I ended up doing ads, Amazon ads. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've continued to do those, and I really do think that that's why the books continue to stay. Yeah. Like I just I checked before I got on the ones in it's at twenty two hundred in the store. That's it's amazing. More than a year. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, and now I'm running some Facebook ads, so. Yeah, definitely. So ad, advertising work costs money, so don't do it unless you know. Know a little bit of I what you're doing. I know what you're doing, but I have at run ads when I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to find somebody who did know what they were doing and to help me. So, uh, yeah. Well, people can learn from your experience of reaching out for sure and, and connecting with people and finding the ones who are doing it right for sure. A um, couple more comments. Uh, Andrew says, "Hi from the UK. Which of your books do we start with? Is it um, does it matter which one you read first? Uh, rock stars first. Running from a rock star. I think yeah. You don't have to read it first, but if you do." You just get to know the couple in the second book a lot better. Mm, okay. I've read, I've heard that from people. So. And then um, Kay asks a little bit about, says, do you think you'll ever step out of this genre and try something else? Like, do you, would you try a different genre altogether? Or you know, thoughts? I have a, like a urban fantasy, paranormal romance. It's hmm. probably more paranormal romance. Um, that's just always with me. Yeah. But it would require some world building hmm. that I don't know if I'm ready to do yet. Yeah. Plus, um, I mean, I like writing romantic comedy. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. And so, um, but maybe. And if I do, I would probably just do it under my name or, you know, yeah. J. Albright or something like that because it's hard. You know, yeah. Doing the double pin name thing. And the so. brand branding and trying to create a whole yeah. new business, yeah. basically, yeah. with second yeah. author. It's like being two different authors. Yeah. 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 Well, that's good. That's something to potentially look forward to in in, in the future. Um, yeah. I know it took me a while when I wrote my first series. I, I had one in mind already, and then yeah. had to wait. It was just too big, and then eventually got there. It's big. It's yeah. big, and it's it's a lot more characters, and you got to do the whole big bad if you're going to do, you know, even with paranormal romance, if you're using different characters, you still have to have this big bad. Yeah. Out in there. And yeah. Still working on it. Yeah. yeah, I work on it every once in a while. I've got a whole file on it. So. Well, that's cool. Yeah, those yeah. ideas sometimes live in your head and marinate for quite a long time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jamie, we're, it's coming up in about half an hour, so this has been an absolute blast. Um, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and, and sharing sharing a little bit about your story with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and um, I hope we'll have you on again in the future sometime. Um, yeah. This is, this is a blast. Yeah, and um, uh, for, like I said, for anyone who is watching later in the replay or, or has comments and questions, definitely go ahead and, and post those up. Jamie, where can people find uh, more information about you? Where's the best place if they want to reach out and contact you, learn more about your books? Um, if you go to my website, uh, www.jamiealbright.com, mm -hmm. uh, there's a contact form there, or you can find me on Facebook, uh, Jamie Albright, author. Okay. And uh, then my author page on Amazon, Jamie Albright. Yeah. All right, yeah. JamieAlbright.com, Jamie Albright everywhere. 
Danielle Bryan all day, all night. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's very, very catchy. And uh, works well with your genre. So. That's right. That's right. All right. Thank you so much, Jamie. And um, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. All right. Have a great day. Bye.